Hello, I'm Mark Bassingthwaite, the Risk Manager with ALPS, and welcome to the latest episode of ALPS In Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. Today, I'm going to do another solo. And uh, for those of you that uh, listen to me or have attended CLEs and uh, follow my writing uh, over the years, you know that I, at times, uh, I am a storyteller. And uh, I also am someone that uh, just spends a lot of time in my head thinking. Um, and I've been thinking a lot. What, what brought on uh, the topic for today was, among other things, uh, my wife and I have recently become grandparents for the first time. And uh, it's very exciting. We've, we've uh, just recently returned from a visit to, to meet him and uh, just had a wonderful, wonderful time. And you get to thinking, at least I do, about, um, you know, what, what, what do I want him to know? What, what life lessons uh, will I be able to teach or, or what insights can I share? And I just got to thinking about some things. And that has led to today's topic. And really what I want to focus on is how to respond when things go off the rails. That's kind of the general topic, I, I guess, of all of this. And a lot of the learnings and things that I, I'd like to share, insights, have just come from life experiences. And, and again, as I, I opened, uh, I, I like to tell some stories. So I, I have a number of stories that I, I want to share. The first involves uh, a professional experience, because uh, law is not my, my first uh, career, if you will, uh, many, many, many years ago, in fact, back in the 80s. And uh, I was uh, working at, uh, in, a, in a welfare uh, office in uh, Seattle. And it's one of the largest uh, ones at the time, anyway. Uh, we gave out, I think, more medical assistance than just about any place in the country. It was just a crazy busy place. At one point, I was involved training someone. And uh, literally, the first day we were, um, that I, I started training with this, this uh, other young fellow, I had a client come in and uh, you, you go out to this sort of this reception area it's just full of people just chock full of large reception uh, and private security all over the place and uh, you know it's kind of a rough neighborhood and you would have this long row of uh, interview rooms so i uh, go out to the microphone and call up the person that i was to to meet with and uh, we walk uh, down a long uh, row of uh, interview rooms and uh, sit down and uh, started uh, the, the, the discussion and, and the process of seeing how I might be able to help uh, uh, another uh, young man get some assistance. And as we progressed, this individual really got to be uh, very confrontational and it, it got pretty crazy. Uh, and I'm just sitting here watching all of this you know I, I i don't engage in situations like this and uh, I, I don't know if that made him angry or not but uh what happened immediately uh after i'm you know, just kind of watching he literally stands up 
picks up this circular table that we were all sitting around and the guy I was training also rose because I don't wasn't sure what to do, perhaps a little frightened. And this client pinned the gentleman I was training in the corner of a room. And he's just threatening and screaming. And I'm just looking at him. And my response was, look, this is a busy day for me. It's clear you're not wanting to work with me to get anything done. Tell you what, I got so much stuff to do. I'm going to go down the hall, go back to my desk and, and get to work on some other things. If and when you feel like you want to, uh, to move forward here, you let them know out front and, uh, you know, we'll, I'll get back to it. And I literally just got up and walked out. No, I could see the guy I was training was like in, in a panic. Oh, my God, what's going on? And trust me, I was not uh, on my way back to my office to work. I was on my way down the hall to get security and some assistance. Turns out I didn't even need to go that far. You could hear a voice coming from the room. Mr. B, Mr. B, wait. Wait. He put the chair or the table down. I came back. And he just said, you know, I, I, I need some help. And, and then we got to work and were able to take care of, of his needs. That situation really stuck with me over the years uh, for all kinds of reasons. But one of the things, it was an early lesson that has stuck with me ever since. Um, and it just underscores for me the value of not letting anyone else try to take control of my emotions and how I respond. I choose not to give someone that power. And that has really made a tremendous difference for me over the years. Uh, it was such a powerful experience. Uh, and I don't know why I did it in, in terms of just, it, it just, I just wasn't going to, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to get my feathers ruffled perhaps at times, but and don't, don't get me wrong, I certainly can get angry, but I, I would choose for the most part when I get angry because it, it, it's right for the circumstance, you know, and, and I have every right to be angry, and, you know, so, but, but this wasn't it. Uh, so it's just an interesting experience. I had another situation come up a number of years later where uh, my family and I, uh, kids, wife, uh, even mom, were all traveling to, uh, to Walt Disney World in Florida during uh, hurricane season. It was one of those years where there were back-to-back -back hurricanes. I think they, over the, the entire season, they had five actually hit landfall in Florida. And we managed to fit a vacation and a, and a cruise uh, in between two of these storms. But uh, on the way down, there was a little bit of a delay because of you know, again, storms and the whole country in terms of the, the traffic grid, air traffic was just in, in a mess. So we get in a day late and, and you know, the, the luggage is nowhere near to be found. It may be a day or so and it, it's just a mess. But we're, you know, it's about midnight, literally, and we're, we're standing in line to, you know, report the missing luggage along with everybody else and, and try to figure out what's up. And there was a gentleman in front of us and uh, he was married, had a teenage daughter, and they were to be, so it's midnight, and the next day they were to be at uh, Cape Canaveral to board a cruise ship and head out. And none of their luggage is here. 
And this guy is screaming bloody murder and being very, very rude to everybody that worked at the airline and, uh, and very demanding. His wife is upset. His daughter's crying. He said, we have this. This is a dream thing. There's a, we, we have all of our clothes. We need, you know, this is a wedding on the ship. And or they were guests. I mean, this, she wasn't the bride in terms of the daughter or anything. But, um, you know, they, this was a big deal. And, and he's very, very upset. And, and he's not listening. The, the woman's explaining, sir, we, we have hurricanes. We've done everything we can. There's nothing we can do. I assure you, we know where your luggage is. I cannot get it here before the cruise leaves. But it is in Tampa. It is, you know, Orlando to Tampa is, I don't know, depending on traffic, hour and a half tops. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, why, why don't you just close your mouth, stop yelling, see if you can get your wife and your daughter into some local hotel, try to rent a car. I don't know if this is possible, but it's the only option. And then drive over to Tampa, pick up your luggage and get back. It just, you know, it, 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 it's just an option that wasn't even remotely going to be on his radar. He, he just decided to be angry and rude. And that situation really stuck with me over the years too. Um, and, and the learning for me, and it just was so, I, I talk about it in some of my other podcasts, you know, listening to your life, it was so loud in terms of the message. And the message to me was rudeness and demands get you nowhere. And sometimes you're the only person that can solve the problem. Give it a shot. Now, I've had, you know, I've been traveling for uh, Alps for 23 years now. And, uh, you know, we also have, you know, we love to vacation, have, have traveled uh, uh, abroad a few times and uh, all over the country for all kinds of vacations. So trust me uh, when I say that that time in Orlando with our lost luggage was not the first time I've, I've had to deal with a canceled flight or, or changes. And I mean, you know, when COVID hit and the shutdowns, you know, boy, all kinds of plans got crazy. Um, I, I've had my fair share of having to deal with customer support people um, in both in person and online. And I, I again, uh, I, I have seen time and time again, particularly in person at airports, uh, just as, as an example of people in front of me, um, again, yelling and, and just screaming and trying to have things done. And I, I just, you know, it, it doesn't get you anywhere. My response is, okay, so a flight's been canceled and there are, you know, it's depending on the size of the plane you know anywhere from 50 to 250 people they got to rebook and deal with and i'm sitting here thinking do you folks not get it the, the the people that you're yelling at and demanding something from have nothing to do with the problem they didn't i had a situation where uh, that the windshield of an airplane was broken on the way down and you know we had to wait overnight for a new windshield to come in they can't fly the plane without a windshield you know i mean the, <laughs> that's just gonna happen and i said you know it's not this person's fault 
I always approach these folks as, this is my new best friend. Because I've learned over and over again, if you just treat them with some level of courtesy and, and polite, you know, sometimes the first thing I'll say, man, it looks like you are having a rough day and I know this isn't your fault. I'm so sorry that all of us are having to go through this experience, but you know, these things happen. And I'll tell you, every single time I have treated people with just a little dignity, a little respect, a little politeness, my problem was solved in almost every situation pretty quickly. I'll be booked on uh, an immediate flight. I've literally heard people, you know, say five or six times ahead of me as all these people are yelling, the best we can do is Tuesday to get you out of here and on and on and on. And then I'll walk up and just just put a little smile and say, I'm sorry, you're having a rough day. And I'm on a flight six hours later. You know, people will, you know, it, it's just, if, if you treat people with respect, sometimes just solutions can appear, you know, I, so I guess to me, that's the learning of this one. You know, I, I, I've learned that being courteous and polite leads to solutions for me, even where others have found none. You know, it's just, and I, I, to me, it's, it's just, I don't know that it should be this way necessarily, but you know, it is what it is. People are going to respond to anger and rudeness and disrespect differently than they are going to respond to when someone has some compassion and takes the time to be polite and takes the time to wait. You know, I'm sorry, this, this may take another 10 minutes. I'm doing, ma'am, please don't worry. I got all the time in the world. You are helping me. It's good. Relax. We're fine. You know, so something to think about. I also can share that, uh, you know, I, my wife and I now, we've been married uh, 20 years, uh, coming up on 21 here pretty soon, in fact. Uh, but we're a Brady family. Um, a number of years ago, um, you know, we went through this challenge of trying to, uh, to put a step family together, you know, and uh, I, I'm proud to say we, we did that very successfully to this day. Our, our kids, uh, in, in terms of, you know, the stepkids, everybody views each other as family, in other words, um, you know, and it, 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 and they're all long since gone and independent and have families of their own, some of them, and, and everybody still is very, very close. And we, we are a family. I will tell you, that's not easy. And there are challenges. But one of the things that I learned out of this whole experience was the value of, of playing what I have come to call long ball in terms of building relationships, maintaining relationships. And, and you know, to me, it's, it, it, it's sometimes, this is what I, I guess I should say, what I discovered, you know, sometimes it's worth uh, losing in the short term, uh, you know, whether there's a debate or an argument or, you know, just a disagreement, it, it's worth losing in the short term sometimes, or, or even just learning to give a little, to negotiate and, and, and find a solution here. 
in order to eventually gain a lot more. Um, you know, it's and, and it's a concept. This this idea, this notion of, of of long ball, as I call it, has been truly, in so many ways, a game changer for me in terms of, of how I try to live my life. And uh, you know, sort of again, you know, I've talked about this long ball as a learning from the experience, but I, I want to really describe what I mean by long ball and 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 and. and how that learning has come about and really what it's about is is saying I, i've come to appreciate that you really and i'm speaking you know personally I, I i really want to try every chance i get to not allow someone else to pull me in to dealing with some irrelevant or ultimately you know irrelevant kind of issue you know, there are big problems and little problems. I'm going to try to dismiss the little problems and, you know, lose now and again or whatever, because I, I've got my eyes on a different game. I'm looking long term. So it's about not taking the bait and staying engaged in every single minor issue that someone wants to keep me engaged with. Sometimes this could be an ex, sometimes this is children, sometimes it's stepchildren, um, you know, but it, it, it's, it's, it's about saying, I don't want to be pulled off game. And the way I see it, and, and the more I've kind of tried to do this in my life, and I, I started this, to be honest with you, before <laughs> the step family, it's just that experience putting the step family together really kind of cemented a lot of this. But, but in my experience over the years, you know, so many times people who are being confrontational really are playing a very short game. It, it, they, they want the win and they want it now. And they may keep doing it over and over, hoping to you know, keep engaged uh, with, with this dysfunction or um, you know, it, it, it may give them a sense of uh, power. I, I don't know. Everybody's different. But I, you know, I, I just choose not to play that game. I choose to focus long term. You know, so what is the point? And, and I, I want to sort of summarize some of the learnings here and take it up a notch in terms to a bigger picture. Um, you know, why are these stories that I've just shared, the insights I've just shared, important to me. And it gets back to um, sort of problems, whether it's confrontation, uh, whether it's just, you know, things going off the rail uh, in so many ways. Um, I, I sit and I've come to say, you know, whenever there is an issue, a problem, whatever that means to you, um, I stop and say, I kind of ask myself a question. I try to categorize it. And I say, is this something I can change? Is this something I can influence? Or is this something I have no control over at all, can't do anything about? Once I make that determination, I will sit and say, okay, now my goal is to try to spend the most energy of what I have on things that I can change. 
I will try to spend some energy on things I can influence. And I try to spend no energy on something I can't do a darn thing about. And it's very difficult at times to, to do that. But I, I really believe there's value in, in sort of running through that analysis. You know, so these are some personal things that I've been sharing and some insights that I, I think are very valuable. I'd love our grandson to hear at some point, of course, when he's old enough to appreciate what I'm even talking about. Uh, but these are things I, I've, I've talked to my children about and, and have tried to teach uh, and, and give them some tools because I, I have found them to be very, very valuable. But I can also hear you saying, OK, so what's the point here, Mark? In terms of the context of a, a podcast on a you know, risk management resource uh, site here for, for malpractice insurer, what's well, a fair question? It is a fair question. And here's what I would encourage you to think about. The context of these learnings, that's changed from my personal experience to the context of being civil in the practice of law. You know, confrontation is out there. There are some lawyers that really practice incivility in a very significant way uh, and are very intentional about it. You know, but when I look at saying, okay, when faced with rudeness, with uncivil behaviors, in my mind, in my experience, the perfect foil to that is formal politeness which by the way is the definition of civility but I tend to state it in a slightly different way instead of using the word formal politeness I try to be intentional with my politeness now I'll be the first to admit that I remain a work in progress with all of this but the better I get at it, the more I practice it, the greater the benefits I see and experience. And, you know, it even starts to change little things around me. You know, others become more polite. It, 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 it just kind of spreads. You know, it's like, maybe it's a little bit like, you know, I think when you yawn, you know, I think our little grandson, you can yawn a little bit, then, you know, he'll yawn, you know, it, 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 it's contagious. So um, it, I, I just encourage you to think about that, you know, because a lot of times when things go off the rail, um, you know, others are trying to have some power over us to control the situation, whether it's in a courtroom, in a deposition, in a negotiation, uh, clients could be playing this game, uh, all kinds of things, all kinds of places this can come up. So I, I encourage you to, to give some thought about being intentional with civility. Um, and, and, and for one Last reason why, um, as I like to say, again, for you regular folks that, that know uh, sort of my, the, the way I tend to talk and the way I summarize things, you know, as I see it, to do it any other way is, is, is just wasting energy. Life is too short as it is. 
you know. So um, there are just a couple of thoughts. Um, in some ways, I've, I'm, I've shared some things that I look forward to years from now, sitting down and having a conversation with our grandson and, and, and sharing some of this and, and hoping that that may uh, be of use to him. But until that time, I hope this will be useful to you as well. So thanks for listening. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Have a good one, folks.